0: You're listening to Pre-Cana with the Pope, a podcast aimed at restoring confidence in marriage and family life. back to the first episode of 2024 of pre-cano with the pope we are your hosts renzo and monica ortega and monica's got a great red face at the moment she just blew her nose and her face changes like the seasons (laughs) seasons in new england you never know what you're gonna get i'm sorry i love it i love your face thank you you always get good things i always get good things to look at
1: (laughs) what are you saying i like your face Thank you. Even when it's red.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's actually why. Oh. Okay. Yes. I'm oh, tired okay. of brown when I look in the mirror.
1: <laughs> brown and browner. Um. Yeah. No, we're, I cannot believe that it's 2024. I mean, technically today when we're recording, it's not yet, but.
0: They don't have to know that.
1: When this is released, it's 2024. Where, when did that happen? <laughs> Like Christmas snuck up on us.
0: Mm-hmm. Because it was a short advent. That's true. Yes. But
1: yeah, I I'm excited for like what is to come this year. With you know what the I, You know what
0: I'd like to come this year? I'd like us to uh put this on.
1: Why are you moving
0: the mic? I'd like to put this on YouTube.
1: This episode.
0: Mm-hmm. This in our faces. No. Looking like this. Why? We should. But I'm people want to see the real us. Why? Because you don't have makeup on. I Neither do I. Makeup. I look like this all the time. <laughs> I have to deal with this all the time. <laughs> the same I brown just, color. I
1: just showered. My hair is crazy. <laughs> looks great.
0: looks great. Uh, yeah. You know what will be nice mm-hmm. is that since we're reacting to a video, we'll be like up in the top corner.
1: Oh, and the video will be like the main thing.
0: Yeah, though. Yeah, you know, you'll see. You don't even know what we're reacting to. Responding. No, we're reacting, so- reacting-ish.
1: What's the right Reflecting
0: term? on. We're reflecting because we're not, we're not just like giving our like, oh my goodness, right?
1: Yeah, we're going to react and then reflect mm-hmm. and we'll share our response
0: yeah oh and one more thing while you guys are listening to this we're actually or watching this maybe because you're on youtube we're gonna try to do youtube we're gonna try to make it a thing
1: you did not tell me this ahead of time
0: nope i didn't tell you a lot of things because you wouldn't do it that's true look at me i'm like half shaven look at all this look at all that that's um,
1: as good as it gets <laughs> listen you're making fun of my face for being red <laughs> there it is
0: uh, so, while you're listening to this, we will be at seek mm-hmm. in St. Louis with all the famous Catholics. Yep. Yep. And we no one will know who we are. No, no one. No. But if you're there, if you're listening to, the, oh, if you're listening to this and, and you there, can find us, you wouldn't even know where to find us. We're not going to tell you where we are. If you can find special. us, we will Because take we a picture. do not
1: have a to become family or pre-can with Pope booth. Nope. So don't even try to find us that way. We're nope. just, Sneaking it's like, where's in. Waldo? You yep. won't even know where we are.
0: If you can find us, though, we need to have a prize. No, let's not, because I'm not going to pack it. <laughs> <Probably gonna laughs> we have forget. too many
1: things. We're also bringing the kids, so if you want to meet the kids,
0: they're not going to be there. I so. can't. I can't
1: promise that they'll be next to us. No, but stop! No someone's going to stalk us somewhere
0: and come to St. Louis. Yeah. <clears throat> Yikes!
1: Um, but nope. yeah, I'm excited. Uh, Jiu-jitsu. <laughs> blue
0: Um No, so we are. So today we're going to reflect on. So. Well, I hope this turns out well. So, I think a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, um, Trent Horn and Lila Rose went on the Whatever Podcast. Have you heard of the Whatever Podcast? Me? you They can't respond to <laughs> me. So.
1: I have heard of it, and I have watched reels mm. and short clips of videos That's what from reels it. are?
0: Good? Good no, definition? No,
1: also on YouTube. Like, I've watched shorts. shorts. Oh. I was saying what I was saying. <laughs> Um, But I think I've shared this before. I am a big podcast phony. I host a podcast, but I don't listen to them. Mm. I mean, if someone sends me something and they're like, "Listen to this, it's really good," and they will be like, "What minute should I start listening to it to get to the good part?" I'll listen just to skip
0: them. the banter we just did. Yeah, I don't. Or, like, or I don't to like do.
1: banter. Anyway, so
0: that's how people get to know you. I've heard.
1: Me. So you've have,
0: heard of a whatever podcast. Yes. So so basically they went on. Um Matt, Fred, Trent Horn, and Lila Rose, I think and, and Michael Knowles too, like those those four have addressed like different things. Within the podcast, it's kind of becoming it's more on Catholic and Christians radar, uh, because they are so originally the podcast started as a way of like people who are red pill influencers, so like male influencers in the red pill community. Um, basically debating OnlyFans models mm-hmm. on like on different topics of masculinity and and pornography, promiscuity, prostitution, all of those topics coming up over and over. Um, and who's
1: an example of a red pill influencer for those who didn't know that that was a term but have heard of um,
0: these guys? Um, well. Trying not to get down a rabbit hole, so like I think most popular people would be like, oh, Andrew Tate, even though he doesn't consider himself part of the Red Pill community anymore. There's a whole like big backstory to all that that most people don't need to know about. Okay,
1: but he's uh, an example.
0: He's he's an example of one of the people. He's I don't think he's ever been on that one, but he's been on other ones. Like the Fresh and Fit podcast is another one that's that's kind of in that space. Um, but basically they're they're making the the Red Pill community is making a big uh, headway with male content like men are consuming their content a lot because they're they're saying a lot of things that are counter cultural a lot of culture has said um, at the moment that like men are bad masculinity is bad so the red pill community is kind of a counter counter to that saying like no instead of beating down men it's kind of trying to empower men to like no you can do things you could do hard things all that mm-hmm. um, but then they also take it to a degree that's that's way uh, you know too far in what most Christians or Catholics would say because, um,
1: because of like the sexual side of it,
0: uh, yeah, because like some of it, and I guess it depends also, like, um, oh, Tomasi is the guy's last name, I forgot his Rolo Tomasi is like one of the founders of it, um, saying that like you could men can have multiple relationships and that they shouldn't try to, you know, they shouldn't try to get married, they should try to make a lot of money, they shouldn't settle down until they're, you know, in their 30s or 40s and they should be with younger women. So, like, there's a lot of things that end up being said that are just like, oh, that's not. That's a little too much. Like at one point he was saying like men should be having vasectomies when they're twenties so that they don't ever end up having a child so that they, they they can make as much money as possible and have as much power and all that. So like mm. it, it gets too far.
1: Sounds like feminism, but the man M- version. <laughs> right. Well th- no, that's that's I <laughs> Let's that's turn off the thing that actually makes you a man.
0: That's <laughs> well, though that's literally it. Like it's a it's a response to where the culture is. That's it's a, a way over correction. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's been nice to see is that people like Trent Horn and Lila Rose have gone on these Lila podcasts. On a lot. Right. And, and, and Lila Rose has a lot of, um, she's got a lot of nice clips yeah, where she's not just debating the only fans models, but al- is also debating the, some of the red pill influencers. I forgot the guy that she specifically debated. It's like that really big guy. Um, uh, and so it's, it's just been interesting, interesting to see. So this most recent debate was between, was Lila and Trent versus somebody um, named destiny. And then I'm not in the, the woman's name is uh, Jasmine Jafar, who she's an only fans model and destiny is like a big advocate of, of open relationships and all that red pill stuff. Um, so they debate them on pornography, Lila and Trent do. And I thought they did a really good job. Um, I did not finish the whole thing. Cause it's, it's like three hours long. Um, but I'm still, I'm in the middle of it. Um, but I thought part of it that they started debating was in terms of like marriages and relationships. Um, uh, one of the arguments that mm. Lila and Trent were saying is that pornography is detrimental to relationships and it can cause divorce. And then, um, the, the people that were pro porn, um, so the guy's name is Destiny and then Jasmine is the other woman on the other side who's, who she does OnlyFans. They were arguing that, that porn is not bad for relationships, that it, Depends on the relationship, and I thought that'd be interesting to discuss and kind of reflect on because um, it's not uncommon for Catholic or Christian spouses, particularly wives, to to admit, usually on a Facebook forum, um, that their spouse still looks at porn and they don't know what to do about it. Mm-hmm. Some spou- some of their husbands defend it and say that it's okay. You know, it's not like I'm cheating on you. Other husbands have have come out and like they'll 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 be secretive about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, there's wives that are very understanding of like the husbands that are addicted and be like, I know he's trying to stop, but he's still sneaking around. What do I do? How do I support him Um, mm-hmm. so it's just, I, I, I would, I think, and I don't think we've ever, we've addressed like pornography, I think in, on our, on our podcast as like, like how to talk to your kids about it. But I don't think we've ever addressed it like within marriage. Um, and I yeah, think, I think it's more, it's more common than we might want to believe it is. Yeah. Um, Particularly, like if you know, actually no, I would even I would even say if, if both spouses are faithful, like it's it's it would be very ignorant of us to be like, oh yeah, that means the guy, the guy doesn't struggle at all. Like no, that's 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 assuming a lot. So I also
1: think too. I don't know. I haven't watched this clip, but also female masturbation and pornography is way more prevalent than mm-hmm. we would also like to think. I don't or have I
0: don't like have data. Consider. I don't have actually data in the moment, but I do know that people that I've spoken to about this have said that the data is showing that generation Z is probably going to be the first generation where, where women and men are equal to their consumption of pornography, or mm-hmm. if not, women are going to be consuming more than men. Yeah. Um, because I, I guess the trend is starting that way. Cause like they could, whatever they could do with TikTok and, and yeah. So I don't Snapchat. think we
1: could, I don't think we can remove that from the conversation either.
0: No, but I think assuming right now, most of the people that are married are, that are listening are millennials. I, I think it's worth like it's you're right to say that like it's not just the the men that struggle, but it still skews that that's the majority of people who okay. are struggling. Right there. So,
1: question before we switch screens. Yep. Where are my eyes supposed to be when we're recording?
0: I, I w- I'm going to look at myself, and if people okay. don't like it, I, listen. Well, we like are just going to be at
1: you while you're talking, but you're on the screen. Is that like like Does it look I like I'm care. just staring out into space? Listen. This what is, does this look like? This
0: is who we are, and we're just putting this out there. Okay. And I, I'm I'm not going to edit anything. Look how much I'm moving the camera. I don't I know, care. This is, we're day just day day. trying. This is we have to be like Pat Flynn says. We have to be disaster before we can be masters. So we'll oh. be disasters here. No. Like our remember our very first episode of pre with the Pope. No. Oh, you haven't listened. re listened to him. No. We were awful. Like <laughs> I if don't you go listen to the listen, podcast. if you listen to our very first episode, like <laughs> it's so it's so poorly edited, and it's just we're very. Jumbling right. through, so like this is gonna be the same there thing.
1: Here it is, twenty twenty four. You're welcome.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. So I'm gonna share this screen now, and then we're gonna watch uh the first clip. Uh, I don't want to share it this way. This way, does that look better? Yeah. Wait, I have to go back to the screen. I'm gonna leave you all this up. Ready? Okay. So this is um well, I was gonna start talking about porn and the conflict within relationships.
2: Um minors is increasing. Uh, so there's that world of that, you know, people involved, and in that usually those that have a, uh, you know, you can use the word addiction or compulsion around pornography. There's a need for it to be increasingly intense or violent or disordered in the sexual acts that are being portrayed for them to find it fulfilling. And so they have to continue on this like porn use um, journey that they're on. And it leads to many other victims left in the wake of it, like children. But another side of it too. Sorry,
0: so just to wrap up her thought here, and we've we've heard this before because we've been to a lot of different um, Steubenville conference talks, but even other talks on like pornography. She, I I believe, what she's wrapping up here is the thought that um, when we consume, when people consume porn, um, they they inevitably will will need more intense videos or images to continue to be aroused by pornography over time. Mm -hmm. So same as any other addiction like to a drug, like they they need more, they need to consume more. Um, And what ends up happening is that most people will go to really, really, um, what's a good way to say it that's not like, I don't know. Like they'll they'll go to very intense versions of porn that 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 are- It's not
1: like vanilla sex. It's like,
0: yeah. Do we have to put a-
1: I don't know, sorry. Can
0: we say that word? I don't know. Oops. What does Apple want? Um, no, but <laughs> uh, no, but so yeah, so like they end, up, and then she talks about um, children like that. It, all those things end up coming into play because at some point, like what they've been, people have been watching is no longer that's the dog,
1: <laughs> real life,
0: real life. Well, so at yeah, some people, like some people, just end up not being turned on by that anymore. So they find more intense, right, images, videos, whatever.
1: And I don't know if they go into this too, but also, so like, yes, the the children being involved in pornography and sex trafficking and the like, maybe the violence that is included or the Mm -hmm. like how explicit it gets and how, yeah, how intense it gets. But also I feel like, and I don't know if this is what she's talking about, but um, children are victims to pornography because of how young children are getting access to pornography as well. So like these addictions are starting at such a young age Mm -hmm. because it's just everywhere. It's on social media kids have devices Mm -hmm. um, and because so many adults have become more numb to it because they've been involved in pornography, like they've been using it or they just, it's part of the culture that like children very young are getting access to pornography. So I think that they are also victims to Mm -hmm. this because of, um,
0: sure. She could have been, that could have been part of it too. I don't, I don't remember.
1: Even if it's not, I feel like it's worth Mm -hmm. mentioning.
0: Yep. And again, and so this is, and I think again, I don't remember the part of the argument, but it was the the idea that this is addictive and like it's detrimental to a person mm-hmm. because even even this cycle of having to get to worse things or more intense things, like that's not f- healthy. Yeah. Too is
2: the relational side for people that are trying to make families because I think civilization is built on families. Families is where, what we're born into. It's where we find our greatest meaning and worth, um, how we're formed as kids, you know, how we become good citizens one day and how we discover love for the first time. And today, you know, around 20% of couples report that they experience conflict because of porn use of one of the partners. Like this is a significant thing, afflicting a lot of relationships. And, um, one of the top rated things in divorce, um, settlements are the porn use of one of the partners. So it's really yeah. damaging. And I think the life experience of many people I'm sure are listening into this podcast right now. They know people, everyone knows someone <laughs> who's been hurt by pornography. So it's, yeah. it's really, um, yeah I don't, I don't
3: think the pleasure of orgasm balances out the, the cons.
2: So the
4: data, I'm sure.
0: So just to stop there, just in. Cause so that was Lila's point. And now I, I want to, I want your reflection more. Cause like I've heard this before mm. on what they say. Okay. I don't know what Jasmine Destiny like how, just sure. how they respond.
1: And there's a mannequin.
0: That's yes. Okay.
4: <laughs> just anyone that's watching that's this for the first of, time that's,
0: with me, the, that's part of guys, the, whatever. when you're looking
4: at porn, it's very mixed, big medical consensus is that like this addiction and all, that's not a thing when it comes to couples. It seems like when the couples are on the same page that it doesn't lead to negative impacts. It leads to that when there's one couple, what do you mean when, by on the same page? Like when both, like if, Like in a in a couple, if they don't care if the other person watches porn, which is a lot of couples, then it doesn't seem to have these kind of negative. Do
3: you think that's the majority?
4: I think it's a lot of people.
3: Do you think the majority of? So that's their first argument. I want to
0: know what you think about that.
1: Hmm. I'm interested. I'd be interested for like a better explanation of that. It doesn't affect their relationship, you know. Of like, like they feel like, are they satisfied with their sex life? are they satisfied with their like emotional relationship mm. and like all those things like what is it that they are okay with or are they just okay with like i'm not going to cause a conflict with this because mm. i want to avoid conflict
0: well that's one of the big problems with having these like survey studies mm-hmm. because and i don't i don't remember this off the top of my head of like what more effective ways of getting information are for for these kind of things but like if you survey people like, you know, me at least, like, it depends on like what mood I'm in, how yeah. I'm going to answer. Um, so like, I, I'm a, I know that most of these studies, I don't remember them again. I looked at them and then I forgot, um, but they're done by survey. So like you, you survey couples and you ask yeah. them like where their, where their satisfaction is with the relationship. And I, either as a one to five scale, one to 10 scale, whatever. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so like you could, and then they could be like how upset, like how, you know, what, um, role does porn play and like if both couples are saying that they're pro that yeah then it can and then they can both say like oh they feel satisfied with their sexual like they could say different things yes um but i think that like we can't take that as truth because like you and i at the worst part of a relationship would still say like oh no things are okay like we wouldn't admit like how like the the deep dysfunctions we could be having mm. and i think that's that's part of the problem with a debate like this is that like no, no party is going to want to admit they're wrong. Right. Right. Um, And I think the best thing you could do is like, you look at a tree and and, like what fruit is it bearing? Right. um, Yes. And I think the best way, like if you, you'd have to sit with a couple and really sit with them and, and understand where they're at and see like, is, is your relationship bearing fruit?
1: Yes. Because also I feel like so many people don't know what they don't know. Mm -hmm. So if they grew up in family where like, they either assumed that that was a part of their parents' relationship mm-hmm. or like everybody that they know looks at porn or like everyone they know, their husband looks at porn or whatever the case may be, they just may feel like this is normal. This mm-hmm. is the way it is. So it's fine because our relationship is just like everybody mm-hmm. else's that we talk to or, you know, it might feel better than some of the other people. at least we're not like them, mm-hmm. so we're okay. And I think that – yeah, I think that that deserves a deeper conversation and a deeper questioning of satisfaction and where you feel and I think that your point is really good that like it's not just about like how you feel but it's also about the fruit that your family is bearing and mm-hmm. that your that
0: your marriage well, is bearing. Well be, because I um I again not not any studies that they're referring to uh, maybe not um but there was a I remember reading earlier when I like this is when Matt Frad had like first opened up his website on on pornography and stuff. Um people who who shared that they were that felt guilt related to pornography almost always came from a Christian background. Mm-hmm. Um people who weren't who didn't grow up in a Christian background didn't see that there was anything wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Um so then people are then there was an argument of like, oh it's because you're a Christian that you feel bad about it. But if you never had that that framework you would never yeah. feel bad about this and therefore that doesn't mean that this is wrong it means that your upbringing is too uh it makes rigid. you feel too guilty it's yeah. too rigid um so just it there's a there's an interesting thing because like as a debate goes on you start seeing that like the 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 two that are pro-porn start arguing like well this is just your faith it's your religion that's making you feel this bad this way but there's nothing objectively bad to it hmm. um and i and i don't i have a I have a hard time with that argument. So I don't know if you want to respond to anything before I start talking about that, because like well, I that's, think we
4: should
1: wait until it happens.
0: Oh, I don't know if it, I don't know if it'll come up within the next oh, okay. 30 minutes. Um, but like, I just know that that's like, you could be in a relationship like, so, and related to people that are listening and to our, sorry, related to our listeners, but like, you could have a spouse who's like, I don't see anything wrong with this. So mm-hmm. therefore there's nothing wrong with it. So like, I'm not mm-hmm. dissatisfied with my sexual relationship because I you know I have porn whenever I need it, and then my spouse whenever we're able to, and yeah, and I don't see anything wrong with that. Like you, you, and like, and then it seems like, well, if I want to enter a Catholic framework into you, all I'm doing is making you feel guilty mm-hmm. instead I'm of ashamed right? That, right, and yeah. it, and 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 then we would see it as differently because we would we see the Christian faith and the Catholic moral, morality as this is what's going to give you true freedom. Right. But like imagine trying to tell the people across the desk like
1: that they can't do what they want and that's really freedom. freedom. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, like I was watching I get so much on Reels and Shorts. Um, but there's this this evangelical preacher who's who's up and coming. So I've been kind of watching, following him. Um, Keenan Clark is his name. And he was saying it was really interesting. I thought this interesting point, watch this be terrible. But he was (laughs) saying that um that the way the devil tries to tempt you is that he gives you little bursts of life. Down the road to destruction. So Ooh. like every, every time you're like you're going down the road to destruction. Like there's little bursts of things that just feels like it gives you life. It gives you like gives you, life, it gives you yeah. life. And he's like, but the road to 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 true life and to salvation and freedom t- to God is is little deaths, little deaths, little deaths. Yeah. So like you never feel like that's the way you want to go because like you're constantly suffering. There's it's things you have to struggle. die to yourself and yeah. struggle. And then and the road to destruction just feels like oh there's so much more pleasure mm-hmm. here. And it, it, I just thought I was like oh that's such a good point. Yeah. Um, so, like, yeah, like, imagine trying to convince them, like, no, pornography is bad because – and, like, they could even – they could say, like, no, everyone's saying that they feel fine with it.
1: Yeah. And then us,
0: we still feel like, no, but that's still bad. Like, yeah. that doesn't make sense. Like, that doesn't
1: – I hope I'm not speaking out of turn because this is really Probably more, are. It doesn't make me want to say it <laughs> now. <laughs> no, just do it. Do it. Because um, this is something, like, we've, we've talked about you and I – Oh, you're going to talk about
0: me? Yes. Great. Well, hey, YouTube
1: um just about your about your addiction growing up and like even into our dating relationship um and that like the the freedom that you feel though it like you wouldn't have known that that was possible or that like what that would feel like when you're in the midst of addiction right yes, it I, yeah, feels, yeah, it oh, feels yeah. satisfying in the moment and then sometimes you felt guilty and then sometimes you felt like but really the what you what you came to realize when you worked on your recovery from pornography was that it wasn't freedom because you felt trapped by it like you felt a compulsion to it i think she used that word too that like mm-hmm. um that like you had like you had an itch that you had to scratch mm-hmm. and for whatever reason that might be that might be because you were feeling lost in the moment or you're feeling turned on or it could have also been i'm feeling bored i'm feeling lonely i'm feeling stressed and that's like a relief to that mm-hmm. but then eventually like coming around the other like in the moment you wouldn't have thought that that was um binding but like coming around and being free from that you now really understand why that Word freedom. Is absolutely, use.
0: absolutely. Yeah, and and that's something actually um, with the young men that I've I've that I still kind of walk with and try to help them with um, the addiction. I've I've said to them like, and it's funny because I remember being in their shoes and being like, "There's no chance anyone is ever free from this." Yeah. And I remember believing like I was like because and I, I remember reading books from different speakers even Summerville speakers and them admitting like they were struggling and I was just like there's no way no yeah. one's actually free I, yeah. I I was convinced everyone just struggled and never yes. talked about it um and then being on the other side of that and then like I have to remind them like no like it's possible to be free
4: yeah
0: it is 100 possible and and then and in that freedom like you're finally able and like we've said it in talks like you're you're able to you're free to love as you want to love yes um. And like that's like, and and not saying that this is what the two people that that what Jasmine and Destiny are saying, but like imagine trying to, like you're polling, drug addicts on their their state of their life, like they're not going to admit number one that their things aren't going well, and if they recently know where they're if they know where they're going to get their next hit like oh yeah, yeah the, like no things are great i know like we but they both also are okay feel like with it. that's
1: the thing that's helping their life be okay Yeah, like
0: everything's fine when this is happening we're right. both happy with it we consent to it and i think trent is going to point this out later like just because you consent to a thing doesn't make it okay mm-hmm. um and again and like we would we would say from a full christian perspective because they're not on there i think to, they're not on there to debate and share the gospel they're there yeah. just to debate a specific topic yeah um but like we believe that the gospel is true freedom mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that there's no work. It Doesn't mean you have to. Carry, you don't carry your cross, but like this is, mm-hmm. and like that's the kind of love that we want in a relationship. Not just one that can cons- that we can both consent to things to whatever we want. Yeah. Um. But like a love that's that's freeing and satisfying and sanctifying and all in yeah. the same time.
1: Yeah. No strings attached. Like there's not some other pull. It's mm-hmm. just pure. Yeah. What it is.
4: Yeah.
3: Let's See what Trent has to say couples, mm-hmm. the, the wife or the girlfriend doesn't mind.
4: This is really hard to tell the majority of people I know. It's like that. Maybe the majority of people he knows and the majority of people you know it's the opposite. So I don't know. I do think in general people don't see viewing pornography as like cheating. Do, do, do you terrible. think the majority
3: of people think that cheating is wrong though, or even asking can I have cheating is wrong because it
4: violates your boundaries but if that's not violating your boundaries which it's not for a lot of people then it doesn't seem to be having these negative. that do do you think
3: a majority of wives would think that it's wrong for a husband to even ask if he should be allowed to cheat
4: that's not cheating is about violating boundaries but if he asks is it okay if
2: I watch porn when we're not together a lot of wives girlfriends would say yes but no. do you think a lot of the girl wives and girlfriends saying yes are saying yes because they're really chill about it. It's not a big deal. We don't care. Yeah. Or they're saying yes because society is telling uh, them you w- should say yes. What I was to
3: saying that. about the boundaries is is it okay for a husband to ask, hey, can we renegotiate these boundaries?
2: Yeah, of course.
4: It's okay. It's always so, so there's okay.
3: nothing wrong with a husband saying, Hey, because I think many people that would would wives, girlfriends, lots of you would say no, that's wrong that you would even ask. That's, that's just not okay to do. You don't ask for something like that.
4: Some people. And I think for some people, that's not the case. I don't know exactly.
0: And not to get too, too super philosophical, but like the, you can see that they're not, they're not saying they're not talking about the same thing. Yeah, no. And and it's because um, like a base philosophy of how we see things like Jasmine and destiny are more relativistic yeah. right so like they it's relative like we decide on morality we decide what's okay mm-hmm. with for us and within our relationship um and where trent and lila because they're catholic like that's just not how they see it like they believe there's objective truth there's yeah. objective morality so and the way trent's kind of going about it it seems like he's appealing to like to to that objective truth and and, and she's but not getting it she's not, not getting it but also i don't think I just think that's just not her worldview. Mm-hmm. Her worldview is not one that like there's a right or wrong. It's like no, we. It's up to them. Yeah, it's up to them, and we can renegotiate whenever this is okay. Um, and I, and this is where like you can't say this in a debate, right? But I would say that in order to be able to live a life like that, we have to kill off a lot of what we naturally know is wrong in us. Mm-hmm. So like we. we and this is like, again, we, there'd be, have to be a, like, if we were in a discussion with someone that believed opposite us, like, we would, I don't think I'd go about it this way. Um, I would not just say this to them, but like, and, and it would take over time and a lot of relationship and a lot of building and building trust and mm-hmm. never accept the label in place of a story. Um, but, but in order to believe a relativistic re- reality like that, like, you have to kill a lot of the things that you, truly desire in your heart. So like the desire to be seen, known and loved and to love completely and unconditionally, you have to kill that in, in place, place put a thing of like, well, this is good enough mm-hmm. and this is all I'm going to get. And this is all society really believes in and, and, and can offer me. And and this other fairy tale type, type stuff like isn't real, mm-hmm. right? There's, there's no unconditional love and, and this is what love looks like. This is the conditions love, love can give me. Um, and I think that's the worldview that, that, that she's kind of holding. Mm-hmm. And so, like, and in that worldview, she feels as though she's thriving because of – um, and the two of them because of whatever um things they set up around them because they've been saying, like, oh, well, my, the friends, of people I know. So, right. like, if you have people that think similar to you, then, like, okay, things aren't that bad.
4: Right.
1: I think, too, this goes back. We've shared this before, but the difference between compromise and um, a shared vision mm-hmm. that our friends kind oh, yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. have turned because – I think so much of our society is trying to like, you should compromise so that you both get what you want, even if you disagree. Mm -hmm. And so that you can both be happy or both be satisfied. And maybe you don't like this thing, but you'll get something else that they might not like. And so we'll compromise. Like you can look at pornography and I can get, I don't know, like whatever else. And we've, we've kind of like kept a, a balance in our relationship so that, Um, and if you, if you tip the scale too much, then, then, you know, this is just, isn't the right relationship for us. You need to go find somebody else that Mm -hmm. you fit better with instead of coming up with this shared vision for your relationship and then working towards that and making decisions about, um, like what kind of behaviors align with that shared vision and how can we achieve that shared vision? And, and maybe we're struggling here. So like, how do we, how do we adjust, you know, and things like that? But always, not compromising, but like actually being on the same page and agreeing uh-huh. with one another and working towards that. Um, and I, I think, think it's I, a big I, distinction.
0: Yeah, and I think it's worth bringing. So, because I think you could also be like, well, why are they? Why are we even commenting on this? Because this is obviously secular versus Catholic. Like, there's, there's, there's no, uh, no Catholic couple who's listening to prekenning with the Pope is going to be thinking that way. And I would, I would push back on that because I think what, what happens is similar to what she was saying about renegotiating renegotiating boundaries that Trent was kind of pushing back on. Um, you could have a husband or wife who, who decides to say, I not decides, but like they, they, they admit like I struggle with blank mm-hmm. or I want to try this new thing in our relationship. Um, and then the other spouse feels pressure. Like you said of like, Oh, they want to try this. This, this must be okay. I love my spouse. I love my husband. I love my wife. Like maybe we can. Mm-hmm. And whatever this new thing is, you can fill in the blank with whatever struggle you might have within your relationship. Cause I, I know, and I guess this is again, from, and I've said this many times and you said not to say too often, but like from Facebook th- threads and mm-hmm. Facebook groups, like people share these things usually anonymously, mm-hmm. but that like that husbands and wives bring up different sexual things that they either want to try or want to incorporate or, or, or have been exposed to. Um, and they feel a need to compromise mm-hmm. and similar to, a secular relationship, who's like, all right, let's renegotiate negotiate boundaries yeah.
1: or settle with because mm. they're afraid of the conflict or it's too difficult. Like they, um, in the, in this case, like pornography. That like, you know, I I don't want to, but I feel like I need to settle in order f- for my husband to be happy mm-hmm. because. I'm asking for NFP, so I'm asking for abstinence, so he deserves to have a release. Like, don't all guys need a release mm-hmm. if they're not having sex? And so, you know, there's this tension and this struggle. And I think a lot of people, when on one side or the other, but in the examples you're sharing, the wives are settling for something. Um, and I think that goes back to your point that, like, deep down, they know that there's something wrong and it's not necessarily because the catholic church said so but it's because like my husband's attention is divided mm. or um there's there's some like urge that he feels like he has to address and it's not with me you know right. and like how how can i how can i satisfy him if you know we're abstaining right now because we don't want a baby like i i must Mm-hmm. Let him do that if if what he's saying is true, you know. And so there's there's a lot of wrestling internally and within a relationship. So I don't think I agree with you. I don't think that it's just
0: mm-hmm. like oh,
1: right. it's a Catholic podcast and only Catholic people listen. Like that's it's also not true because we have a lot of listeners that aren't necessarily right. Catholic. But um, but even within the Catholic groups, it's definitely still an issue.
0: Mm-hmm. So like it's not just a secular couple type thing. And then also but what I think could make, so it's just because you have this struggle doesn't mean that you're, you're doomed. Mm -hmm. But I think what's important is that because we're Catholic or because we're, because we're Catholic um, and even Christians can lean in on this, but like you, we have as Catholics, we believe we have the church who gives us, gives us the law, gives us standards, right. Of things we should obey. Um, And if you feel like, and I think as Catholics say, we, we have this secular type issue come into our relationship and, and, um i suddenly say that i have these desires that like i don't know what to do with um i should be able to look at the what the catholic church teaches and see that as like all right that's the challenge that i have to be able to live up to and not see that as like a restriction of my freedom but more of like a a a definitive calling that i have like mm-hmm. i have to live up to this so like regardless of how how i might feel My role as a husband and father demands certain things of me, Mm -hmm. right? And and if I'm going to live that out as a Catholic man, like there's certain demands on my life that that are being made. And and I think that's uncomfortable and as it should be. Like I I, I don't see how a secular couple like the one that they're describing that can renegotiate um, boundaries can – like I don't know how they – How do they do hard things? Mm -hmm. Because, like, if if I renegotiate a boundary every time I have a new desire that pops up, like that doesn't seem like I will ever be challenged. Whereas, like, I think human flourishing comes in when you start doing difficult things and realizing, like, I can do good. You're capable. I'm capable of this, and we would believe that it's by God's grace that we're capable of doing it. But, but we don't. We we don't even begin to strive for it until we see a higher calling and then that's what that's what yes. the law would be like we're, we're we're met with like i i admit these desires and you're like no that's not okay the church is saying it's not okay right and then the crisis saying with me you can get to this level and right. I'm like there's no chance i could do this like i could be back to my 17 year old self being like there's no chance i could no. ever be free right um and there's a lot of men who genuinely feel like there's no way i could ever give this up my wife expecting way too much of me the church expecting expecting way too much of me but that's not true
1: and it's like no we believe that much in you right Right. And I think, too, there's like an element of distrust when it comes to that, too, when you – like you have to be very careful. It's a really important gut check that you're like, I I trust and I believe in this, this, and this, but mm," like the pill, contraception, pornography, uh, sterilization, like things like that, like things that come into like the sexual realm, Mm -hmm. a lot of people will believe in Christianity and the gospel and all that stuff until it gets to that like Mm -hmm. intimate and personal part. And it's like, you have to do a gut check because if you trust in all that other stuff, why aren't you trusting here? Mm. And, and I think a piece of it is this own, you talked about in your book about St. Joseph, like this, this um, a little bit of like doubt seeps into your head that like you're worthy of this calling and that you're capable, right? Like St. Oh yeah. yeah. You talked about like St. Joseph divorcing Mary. Some theologians consider that maybe it was because he didn't feel. St. Saint Jerome. St. Saint Jerome. The so
0: there's Let me explain. Do you want to explain it? You explain it. Sorry, you can explain it. I got excited. I just
1: want to like summarize it quickly, so I'll say it. Um, so <laughs> I could you do can it. read the book, buy it on Amazon. Um, so, but basically, that like one, St. Jerome's idea is that St. Joseph decided to divorce Mary quietly was partially because he didn't feel like he was up for the call of fathering the savior Mm -hmm. until the angel came to him and spoke to him in a dream. And then he took her into his home. Mm -hmm. So I think part of that is either a distrust in the fullness and truth of our faith. Like you can't, you can't say that you trust one thing and then like cherry pick the thing because, because it's too hard or because you don't feel like you're capable because you don't feel worthy. Um, And I just think that it's really important to like, to, to check the fruit of your trust in other areas. Like if you have trusted the Lord with your finances or if you've trusted the Lord with your relationships, if you've trusted the Lord in like you've entered into a sacrament and you believe that that was a good, then why don't you believe that this is a good Mm. and for your good? Right. So I think that it's really also important to do that.
0: I also think that we don't appreciate, and this is like a big, we Royal we, um, we don't appreciate how, wounded our uh how wounded we are mm-hmm. due to how much pornography has been consumed by the people around us yeah uh from i don't know however long like i like i where this is 2023 i don't remember when the internet became a thing windows 98 i think that's when i started windowing um but i'm <laughs> sure there's like i knew there's windows before that then window 2000 came out then xp I saw a, I saw a thing on YouTube. Like they went through all of them. Keep going. Um, but my point being that we assume a lot of things are normal that aren't normal, hmm. but because they've they're they're normalized now. So this is for another the next reflection video we're gonna do. Um, but there's there's this belief that like men need sex and they desire sex more than women, um, and it's true to an extent biologically. But I think it's been vastly Overemphasized and over, um, what's another overused. word? Not not just overused. Like it, it, like it's true, but the only reason it's it's as the gap is as big as it is is because of pornography, mm, mm-hmm. right? Like so, like there there is a natural gap already between men and women, mm-hmm. biologically, but like it it's it's gotten so bad because of porn, and then we just assume like, oh, that's just the way it is. Like men just like oh, men need a release. Like we say that now, mm-hmm. but like I I would I would highly doubt that men. Hundred years ago would feel the same exact way. Like mm-hmm. I'm not saying they wouldn't feel like they needed to release. I'm not trying to say that. Like, but I'm I am saying that like they didn't have the amount of images and videos and yeah. movies and 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 not just like not just like things that you see on your phone, but like just all the different images that we've seen up to this point in our lives. Like mm-hmm. a lot of things have skewed us to 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 a point, and we're at a place that we need such deep healing that we don't even realize we need it. Yeah. And like that deep integrate integ- integrated healing needs to happen. Um, we think it's just like, I just need to kick an addiction or I just need to get over this thing that happened to me. But like, no, there's a lot more that needs to be healed.
1: Right. Well, I mean, you even think about like our dad's generation of pornography was like looking at a magazine and you hid it and it was very like secretive. Mm -hmm. And now it's very like, let's talk about it. Let's normalize it. Like it's fine and everybody's doing it and stuff. So I think that you have to be very aware of those different differing messages, um, Mm -hmm. And even just like, okay, so yeah, like what kind of damage was done by, you know, our dads and their version of pornography and then like what kind of damage has happened to us because of our different access to it.
0: But like, so this is a good way to illustrate my point. It's more of like, so the, so the point I'm trying to make is that there's things that we have seen in our past that weren't normal and weren't okay, but we don't realize that. And because of that, we're not going back to heal from it. For example, Home Alone One. Okay, the like there's a split second where he's looking at Playboy and he says no clothes on anybody, disgusting. And he throws a magazine. Um, and our kids still have not picked up on that, so they're still allowed to watch. It. But as soon as they do, I'm like, all right, I'm not watching this. All no well done. Um, but like that was snuck in there, and I don't remember it as a kid, mm. right? For example, so like one of the things I remember as a kid, but like that should not have been in a kids movie. Mm. Okay. And I guess like that's kind of my point. Like there's things that were snuck in throughout and this is not just our mm. lives with people older than us that were snuck in yeah. that shouldn't have been snuck in and it's been seen as normal or funny or or whatever. Um like in Home Alone 3, the older brother has like a a, f- a fully nude um poster on his and it's covered by post-its or whatever. And like when he's doing the the traps or whatever, he has to take the post-it off and like it's a joke and like, oh, but the kid is like seven years old and he's doing that and it seems like normal and funny but like those things should not have been happening but because of the way Mm. how poor like how much pornography seeped into the culture like it's seen as normal Mm -hmm. and like i think and funny and funny and like see you shouldn't like boys like this or like national lampoons like that was on at when we were watching during we weren't watching our house at somebody else's house when we went over for christmas and i was ready there's two scenes i was like i don't want my kids to see this you don't even know what i'm talking about and i was ready to turn it off when it came up Mm -hmm. because like but like I remember seeing that at their age Mm -hmm. and like it was normal. It was funny. And I remember my dad making fun of me for how I reacted because I got all sweaty (laughs) because the woman's starting to take her clothes off on the screen. And I'm like, my parents are in the room or like watching Titanic with your parents. That's traumatizing. But like (laughs) but things like that, like there's things that, that are, are, in the culture that we see are normal and like, no, you actually need to be healed from yeah. that. And we don't see that. And that's why like to speak to people who believe differently like this. And like, Oh, you can renegotiate boundaries. Like there's such deep healing that needs to happen to untangle those webs, to show them like, this should not have happened to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember one thing Matt Fred said once on stage, at a Superville conference, 2017, when we took teens over there, um, that was when, yeah, that was 2017. Yeah. Um, and he said that like, if, if, he believes that if you, if God was, if God was able to to go back to the moment that you were first exposed to porn, or I, I mean, I think any images like that, he would scoop you up and hold you and look at your and look you in the eyes and say, "I'm so sorry this happened to you," mm. because like that shouldn't have happened to us. Yeah. And for so many men and women that are are even on YouTube watching this, like they were exposed way too early mm-hmm. and not, and not just porn, like any of these images, like yeah. way too early. Cause like, as soon as that happens, like you start thinking about the world differently. Mm-hmm. Like, I know as a seven year old boy, as I'm watching national Lapoons so, Like I saw that happen. Like suddenly I'm looking at women differently. Yeah. Like that just changed. Like I didn't even know that was possible. Now suddenly like that, yeah. everybody becomes an object. Yeah. And I wasn't consciously thinking that, no. but like that's when it happened.
1: Right. Wow. That's amazing to think of. Cause I've even thought of that with our son, who's nine going on 10, mm-hmm. right? And I, I've i commented to you a few times now, he does jujitsu and I love that he's able to roll with mm-hmm. girls and it's not weird for him yeah. because he doesn't think that way mm-hmm. about girls yet. But like, I wonder if he had yes. been exposed. He, I don't like- he. No, he wouldn't they, be trying they, to they choke t- them. <laughs> right. Or like- He doesn't just, care. Just like touch uh, like yes. their whole body. Like that's what yes. happens in jujitsu. Like you're yep. just rolling around. Nope, and so, now he's
3: just trying to choke them.
1: Yes. So- mm-hmm it's yeah that's yeah. i i hadn't even like thought of it that mm-hmm. way and i wonder too because like to me because i'm amazed because i would be weirded out by mm-hmm. rolling with a, a boy mm-hmm. at that age like mm-hmm. i would know like i would know that that's like yeah weird and from what i have no idea what that first mm-hmm. like that first moment mm-hmm. of we're different and we don't look or touch at those things because right. they're spicy i don't
0: yes. know <laughs> like, you say spicy i don't know it's because i'm hispanic right. uh no but like so so yeah so i don't know what those things are i don't even know where this episode is going now this is
1: not the plan we had
0: no but so but i i yeah but i do think that what because this is the new year's i do think one resolution for people um if they are doing resolutions, if you don't want to, because that's not, that's not what you want to do this year. I totally support that. Um, but like, I, I think considering like where you need healing in, in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you are struggling with, with porn, taking it, taking that, that struggle more seriously and trying to yeah. um, be free of it.
1: I hope that this is like inspiring to believe that that freedom is possible. Your I don't turn. know. Maybe if like, if that's the only thing that we can share. Is you did that- your hair. I put my hair up because it was, yeah, that was a while ago. Um, I, I don't know. I just hope that this kind of identifies that, like that feeling that you feel deep down that there's something off about this or that I desire freedom from this. This isn't what I'm, this isn't what I want. Um, I want you to know that like you are capable through grace um, to find freedom in that and that, um, that like to consider also how it affects your relationship with your spouse or your future spouse or mm-hmm. your fiance or what have you to, uh, I challenge you to like have those difficult conversations and yeah. like ask, you know, like, where, do, where do you think? Cause like, are, are we compromising or are we working towards a shared vision?
4: Mm.
0: So I'm gonna link to a couple things. I'm gonna link to the full the full debate.
1: Um, We didn't go back to it for
0: a long time. Nope. I just like Uh. I'm clicking out. We're not gonna go back to it. Um, So I'm gonna click link to the full debate. Um, I'm also gonna link to Strive 21, which is one of Matt Frad's free uh, like 21 day porn detox programs. Um, And I'll link to a couple other things for people who who want more help Mm -hmm. with breaking free pornography. Um, But yeah, so that's all i have <laughs> all right so, so yeah so i hope that this so you go you go you, you no no i'm gonna stop look, okay. look at my broken headphone yep this is
1: where support us on patreon so we can buy a new headset um i don't know i am just i i'm so glad that you're here in this new year oh, they're talking about me it's like no, me too i'm really glad you're here um if you're at seek come try to find us we'll be we'll be around um but we're so happy that you're here listening to us and supporting us and getting excited about these conversations i hope that this sparks good conversations for you guys at home and
0: sorry not sorry if they're uncomfortable conversations yeah they need to happen yeah
1: um but i just really hope that this new year is like a wonderful a wonderful adventure for you i'm excited um I guess we're youtubing now, so we're we're trying new things. Watch well, us well. not
0: even get up, and we said this on the podcast. This that's sort of my life. We have to post
1: at least this one. Maybe a second it. one might not come up because I'm really angry that this happened. We'll talk know how about much it later. This we'd is have. not a shared vision. I didn't put, I, I didn't put I, I,
0: no product in my hair. <laughs> you a, can't tell though. my hair's This black. is a
1: compromise right here. <laughs> not a this shared. Is a,
0: this is a This is we we shared this vision.
1: This is all Felipe's fault. So if he listened to the whole episode, I blame you. <laughs> and. You need to give Renzo a geek because he's your coffee reel. Okay, there it is. We'll see you at the next episode.